Welcome to Book Pile Banter. This is Amberly with, well, just Kim today. Uh, Sarah, unfortunately, wasn't going to be able to record today. As such, we are going to do this slightly differently. We are not going to rate the book. However, we are going to use the topics to kind of walk through the book, as Kim makes excited sound motions because she doesn't have to rate the book. Um, drives me crazy. She said it drives her crazy. Oh, did I not say that loud enough? No, you did not. You're not quite talking loud enough in comparison to my voice. So, this week we are discussing This Gilded Abyss, which is by Rebecca Thorne. It was published in 2023. It is Rebecca's third independently published book. Her What just happened? I don't know. Her fourth book published overall. Uh, she does have one that was not independently published. Let's see here. Um, as for the plot, I don't know. How would you describe the plot of this Gilded Abyss? How would I describe the plot? Um, like Titanic meets Bioshock is the way most people describe it. I don't know what Bioshock is. I know, is. it's a video game. Um... um um, we um together a lot. I see it. It did in the very beginning gave very strong Titanic feels to yeah. me as it was describing the ship and and all of that and and boarding the ship and all of that that gave very strong Titanic feels. Uh, I don't know Bioshock, so that's kind of hard to confirm or deny that maybe maybe we just start talking about the plot instead of yeah, trying to yeah, describe yeah, it yeah mostly because like it's it's not a simple plot okay i i would argue it, it's very straightforward oh yes but not not like simple to describe to somebody yeah else. yeah yeah no um it very much relies on you liking rebecca thorne to like okay so i was actually going to say do we actually need to do a disclaimer we both at least marginally know Rebecca. Um, this would be the first time in any book we've ever discussed that we've actually okay. known the writer. So, so for those who are wondering, we've taken classes from Rebecca. Um, writing classes. Writing classes. And I have previously read Rebecca's stuff. I love Rebecca's stuff. Um, this was Kim's first time reading yep. Rebecca's stuff. But, you know, we regularly interact with her on, well, I interact with her on As TikTok. do I, a little bit. A little bit. So. But I don't think she knows who I am on TikTok. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, but obviously, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that that is a bias because I liked her stuff before I knew her. Right. I, I was just saying, just yeah. full, full disclosure, yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah. it's appropriate to say that, um. Sorry, my brain just just glitched. Guess which is the first animal that independently used the button. Let me out. Which one? Murphy. We were standing there looking at all three dogs, and all of a sudden I hear, "Let me out!" And I look, and Murphy's like, <laughs> all guilty face with his paw on the button, and I'm just like, "Okay, Murph, let's let you out." He didn't actually want to go out. He no, just wanted to. Let the I had put, out. I had put peanut butter on it, and so yeah, he he was. He was exploring, yep. Anyway, it was pretty funny. I just thought it was funny that our our dumbest cat was the first to actually... He's not our dumbest cat. (laughs) Which one's the dumbest? Probably Drogo. I I think Murphy's pretty dumb. (laughs) He's not... Anyway. Yeah. We we... digress again. Yes. Um, 
So focusing on the book. Yeah. What did you think of the plot? I liked the plot. It did remind what's the other book that we read that was kind of led to this one? Dead Silence? Dead Silence. It reminded me a lot of Dead Silence. Um, Dead Silence pulled off the horror more, but you had said at some point that Rebecca kind of pulled back the, the, the horror, horror aspect of it. Yeah. That, that well, they don't, no longer classifying it yeah, as horror. Yeah. Um, it's more like psychological, I would almost say, but not quite. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even say that. I think it's more of a... Um, it's a very character-driven story. Yeah. So to, to describe the plot isn't going to really work. Yeah. Because it is very character-driven. We have these two characters that have a previous interaction that we don't know about, but we began to learn about, and why they're behaving the way they're behaving with each other now. Underlying all of that is a society that is very unique. Yeah. And that's, I will give her credit for that. She, very unique. Um, it was well developed built yeah world well, very well built world i and, i wish sarah was able to talk on this because i i bet you she would tell you no she doesn't think it's but we know sarah didn't like the book very much yeah um and so yeah it, but i felt it was very well developed yeah i mean i it it i felt like we got a lot of extra information about the world while being confined to like a pretty very, very set limited. portion of the yeah. community i mean these are two soldiers one's a royal soldier one's a regular soldier um you know we got to see more of the poverty driven portion of the society mm -hmm. before getting on the ship and then seeing the opulence in the ship yeah um while having that undertone of soldiers throughout it that's the other thing that you could say as a descriptor very political yes there, there is there is a very strong political story going on here yes seen through the lens of these two and it's it's almost people. lovers to enemies to maybe lovers i don't think that it fully committed to that final like truly lovers or just had a romantic moment no nah, i think it fully committed okay i, so I, I think they they turned that night that chapter that is actually called out um he's about ready to start howling oh <laughs> here we go Anyways, so, but yeah, so lovers to enemies to lovers. Yeah. Um, okay, anything else about the plot? No, no. I think the one thing that Sarah commented, that we know of it, Sarah commented on, just to make Sarah's presence here, is she was really annoyed that all of that time is spent talking about the fall, like arriving to the Leviathan's bones, and this book does not get there. Well, it does, but it doesn't. But that's you, where it you ends. never get past the entry point. So but it's it, meant so to be if a you trilogy. Take, yeah, I know. If you were to take it to immigration into the United States, it never gets past uh, the uh, Statue of Liberty going yeah. through. And, and it's not even the Statue yeah. of Liberty, but where they did immigration. Ellis Island. Ellis Island. Thank you. I knew that wasn't. Yeah. But yeah, it never gets past Ellis Island. You, yeah. you never get out of that entry point into the fall because that's what's about to come. Yeah. Um. So do we address that? Let's let's address that uh, elephant in the room. This story does not end. I should, by every means of me and every time I've talked about this before, I should hate this book. Except for the fact that, well, does the overarching plot end in this book? No. But the plot is Cassandra and the poisoning. For this book. 
And that does have an end. She does manage to have the, the surgery. The poisoning. Yeah. Her oh, eye. Oh, oh, the, the, yeah, okay. That's kind of the driving But it action. literally ends with the end for now. Yeah. That is literally the last thing. Um, and then it says Nix and Kess, the two main characters, will return in book two of the Gilded Abyss trilogy. It does not end. It doesn't end. It doesn't end. Fair. Fine. I mean, yes. I guess if you're going to take the, the plot, as we're calling mm -hmm. any aspect of this, the fact that the agent is poisoning people, the agent, the... Um, the metal. The metal is poisoning people and she gets cured of it. Um, that does resolve. I would not say that is not, I, I wouldn't say that's the plot of the story. But that that's equivalent to say Lord of the Rings and the Fellowship. The, the Fellowship does not end the story. Fellowship just. The Fellowship breaks. Yeah. By the end of the story. That would be the end of the story. There is the development and then the break of the Fellowship. This has the development of Cassandra at risk and then Cassandra being healed. Yeah. 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 No. <laughs> I okay, if it is, it's it's if that's the plot, if that's what you're saying is the driving factor of this for entire book one. for for this entire book, um then I would argue that's very not very. That's a weak plot. I don't think it's a weak plot. I, I think it's equivalent to you have an overarching and then you have the main portion of your story. And I, I that was the main portion of the story. And that was the concern. Is Cassandra going to go insane? Okay. Cassandra did not go insane. Now they have to deal with the next hurdle. So yeah. I, that was satisfying for me. Okay. It made me want to read the next one. And, and, and and that's kind of where I was kind of going with this. It didn't end. Did I get to the end and just roll my eyes and go, of course, of course, I chose this book and it doesn't end. And, and knowing that we were going to have to have a conversation with uh, uh, Sarah. Sarah at that time, um, knowing that she was just going to wait for me to just go off the deep end. However, it didn't bother me. With this one, for whatever reason, it didn't bother me. Typically, it will annoy the crud out of me. It did not. I think it's because there is enough satisfying, like... Elements, yeah. Things that finish off. You know, are they going to safely make it out of the ship? They they, they get... The, the, the ship docks. Yeah. And that's kind of the big thing here is, is there's a risk on the ship. The ship potentially is going to implode. They safely dock. Yeah. That's an end. Cassandra has the risk of her eye... That gets resolved. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I, I, like I said, I, I think there's enough satisfaction that like, it doesn't need to have like a black and white ending yeah. to be an ending. Yeah. So, okay. Well, what about our main characters then? Cassandra and Nix. what do you think of them? I liked them. Um, I felt their interaction with each other was, was satisfying. I, I didn't get, I thought I was going to get annoyed with how antagonistic they were towards each other um, in the very beginning because I felt that it was going to carry through the entire book. And it did. It carries through the mm. entire book. So if that's going to be annoying, it's going to be annoying. I'm sure that's what annoyed Sarah. I, I'm sure it is. Um, Which is funny because she usually likes her characters to be antagonistic to each other. <laughs> yeah. 
But anyway, we Sarah's should, not here to defend herself. Say, yeah, yeah, she's not here to defend herself. So we can we can speculate on what she liked and didn't like all we want, but it's not going to change the fact that um, we don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. But okay. So we'll start with uh, we'll start with Cassandra. That's who I was going to start with, Cassandra. I liked Kess. She um, she clearly has a motive. We may not know exactly what it is yet. Um, she's clearly dealt with high-end politics mm-hmm. to where she has to really, um, really work the people around her. She has to manipulate the people around her. I can relate to that kind of a character. I don't know why. Huh. Uh, I wonder. I don't know. It could be a thing. Um, <laughs> could be nothing. Could be nothing. Um, but the, I I really liked her. What did you think of her? I like her. Um, she's kind of a no nonsense character. She is aware of her putting others at risk. She's aware of her own privilege. Um, and honestly, like she just works as a great foil across from Nyx. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the key thing is is I can look at Cassandra and be like, okay, I can see what is attractive about her. I can see where her strengths lie versus um, Nyx's. And oddly enough, her strengths are also her weaknesses. Yeah. And it's kind of nice. It it makes a well-rounded character. You know, she can handle politics, yes. But that makes her standoffish and reserved. Um, it also makes her manipulative. Mm-hmm. She is strong, but she recognizes that maybe she's not always the strongest in the room. Oh, this is constant in my room. Um, In case anybody was wondering, there's a cat in the litter box. Yeah. Because I don't think it'll pick up. But anyway, that's what we're talking about. But yeah, it, it, I liked her. And I think primarily, because we really don't get much from her perspective. Mm -hmm. I like Nyx's perception of her. Um, which is a struggle of, I am attracted to this person, but they're an asshole. Yeah. (laughs) I, I would say even more than I'm attracted to this person. I would say Nyx is out and out full on deep oh, yeah. in love deep 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 in love and um is frustrated with the fall apart of that yeah um so that kind of leads to Nix and this flawed i'm angry at the world soldier. shit hit the fan soldier yeah um and what yeah. i love is is Nix's driving anger is love for another person as well mm-hmm. She she lost Quinn, her yeah. her best friend, because of the person she loves. And then she's clearly spending every person she interacts with after that. She's trying to replace that. Yeah. She's trying to find him again in the world, and and it's he, he's just not there. And, yeah. And it, it's kind of interesting to have because I connected, and I'm saying that mm-hmm. with air quotes. I connected with Quinn, even though he's not one inch, not not. He's not in the book. No. He's he's gone before it's ever begun. But there's just enough there that you get a sense of who he was as a person. And the fact that they both knew him. And yes. they both related to him. And they related to him differently. And and we don't get that directly from Kess. But we do get the, you know, she's hurt too. Even yeah. though it's never directly said. She, yeah. But you get enough. Well, and then you have, which, well, because this is kind of going into secondary characters. But luckily we're not really like rating so we can kind of shift a little bit um you then have a juxtaposition of the the pieces of quinn that is missing are present in leon yeah so like you get a sense of who he was because of how much nix cares about yep leon 
and and she keeps kind of saying he reminds me yep she says it repeatedly yeah she reminds me of quinn and and she clearly stepped into uh, a close relationship with him based on that identification yeah and maybe should have been a little bit more circumspect as we find out later on yep yep um and it's interesting because none of these characters can you really like just pull them out and like identify them on their own it really is all about their interrelationships that define who they are then and nicely no characters that you could take out of the story and the story continue yeah that's 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 something that writers have a really hard time with is putting equal value on the characters and will your story weave without it if your story will weave without it then they shouldn't be in your story yeah um and and uh rebecca does a really good job with that she she and I wonder if there were other characters and she and she pulled them out. Yeah. Um, I wonder on the writing process a lot just because we have taken a writing class from her. Yeah. And seeing the elements she talked about in, in the writing class. Um, and that's one of the elements that was discussed was think about your characters and are they pertinent to the actual story or are you just putting them there to... Have a character. That have a character or prop prop the other characters or, mm-hmm. you know, provide transitions for other characters. If the... If, if that's all they're there for, they need to not be in the story. Yeah, because even Holly and oh, I'm gonna get the name wrong, not Josie, Ramona. The um, you're fine. Nobody's harming you. He's just laying down. See. Uh, the 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 phone operator. I can't think of their name. Oh, I want to say Ramona, but I'm not sure. I think that's right. Um, even they added to the story yeah. and yeah. like were characters that I cared about during the process, even if they didn't have quite as much book time. Oh yeah. She's got to turn around and pretend yeah, like he's put not her there back to him <laughs> while she still tries to keep an eye on him. Um, and beg for pets. Stop. Her goopy eyes. But yeah, so I was impressed with all of the characters. Everyone felt like they had a purpose. They had a value. It forwarded the story and it also forwarded the awareness of the characters She's a grumpy little butt. No, to just be lay fair, down right there. He does regularly launch himself onto her, so like him being that, that close, close is, yeah. is launch risking. Yep. Yep. Um, because when she's laying over there, he jumps up there. When she's laying over okay. there, he jumps yep. her. Yeah. Yep. I moved him, so there's a barrier now. Yeah. And she's relaxing a little Alrighty. bit. Alrighty. Any other Well, those are the two main characters. So secondary well, characters. Kind of started talking yeah, about yeah. them, yeah. Um I liked Leon. I hope. <laughs> we get a redemption arc on Leon. And that that's the other thing I could say about this story not ending. Mm-hmm. I want the rest. I, I need the rest. I want to know where... I, one, I want to know how they get out of the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> Without a working ship. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's massive holes in your ship. And there's there's this forever storm up at the top of the ocean that you can't get past and it's like wait a minute okay there's got to be a resolution to this somewhere but it sounds like kind of like maybe there were resolutions and the government has been hiding those resolutions so that they can control whatever the population population and control the the access to the metal is yeah the metal is um but yeah it's 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 funny to uh, really, I, I haven't read a book, except for really recently, and we won't go there, where I've wanted to um, 
know the others. We've read the beginnings of several. Yeah. I'll say trilogies. Most of them are like whatever a five ology yeah. is. Um, and uh, I'm like, yeah, no, I could give a flying, you know what, about, about. whether I read the further on of this. Um, but this one I want to read. The one I'm reading now I want to read. Um, so, yeah. It's, no, this is this is a solid one. I like yeah. the world building. Um, I thought she did cozy fantasy or cozy. Was, this this isn't cozy. No, that's not cozy. That's okay. not a cozy. Okay. Uh, can't spell treason without T is cozy. Okay. And when she go, does cozy, it's cozy. When it's not cozy, it's not cozy. Okay. See, um, I was under the impression this was meant to be cozy. No, nothing, no, no, no. Nothing was cozy about this. People were being slaughtered left, right, no, and center. It is. Oh, what does she refer to it as? Is hurt something i can't remember um but no it's this is most definitely not supposed to be cozy it's like what is she described as now let me see here and we got to our research of the episode It is a science fantasy thriller. Okay, yeah. Perfect for fans of Arcane, Bioshock, and Gideon the Ninth. Ah. <laughs> so. I'm betting... No, I won't say it. What? I, just, I bet Sarah looked up that description and decided from that alone she was going to hate it. Because yeah. anything that might be close to Gideon, she's... Well, and then it was sapphic. Yeah, and Sarah doesn't like sapphic. Yeah. And you know what? I don't I don't care one way or another. The chapter was very descriptive. Um, I did get to the point where I was just passing pages to get through it. I wouldn't say skip it altogether. You do get to the end of that chapter and, and events happen. Yeah. Um but it but it is said if you if you don't want to read it, skip this chapter. Yeah. Um but I remember, I don't remember the details because, again, I was skipping through it, but I remember that the, um, that chapter, the end of it has was, like a little bit of something, but yeah. you might be able to catch it without like. Yeah. But I'm saying if somebody's reading this because they haven't read it before, um, then, uh, maybe just skip through the pages if you don't want to read the, um. Lesbianism. Yep. Itcheron? Itcheron? Itcheron. Yeah. yeah, that's the middle. Okay, so plausibility. <laughs> Let's see, we'll start with the Forever Storm that stays localized. Um, other than I think we're going to find out later that that's man-made, not yeah. actual. Um, a ship descending to the bottom of the ocean. Uh, we're going to apply this special metal to it because that's the whole premise. So fine, you know, we'll give you that. It's fantasy. You're You're creating stuff. Um, everything blowing up and people coming out of it alive whilst at the bottom of the ocean, even though they were in a docked area, that, what, you're going to defend that? No, 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 I'm going to say, so originally Rebecca planned on having a hole in the ship. Mm. And she, she did say, hey, I don't know the science behind this. If anyone can give me some input on this, let me know. And then she came back and she went, okay, 
can't have a hole in the ship. I got to rethink this. And she shared this full on on TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so she blew the... The ballast. The ballast. Yeah. yeah. And and I did. I appreciated that. I'm not talking yeah. about that. I'm talking about the depth of pressure. And then once they're docked, unless in this special domey area, there's a way that they're pressurizing, which clearly people are living down there. Yeah. Um, and again... So plausibility fantasy. where, yeah, it's fantasy. That's so, why it's a science fantasy, not a science fiction. Right, 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 right. Um, I don't know. You know me. I hate plausibility. None of it's even remotely plausible, but it's all completely plausible because it is. Uh, it's well thought fiction. out. It's, yeah. it's thought it out. It is very well thought there out. There are consequences to the thing. So yep. we have. Except for that last blow up. The last blow up was just. A little too much, especially that everybody died, but those two managed to come out of it alive. But we do have kind of a, there's a reason why yeah, um, that we haven't really delved into in this book. What, you know, that it was yeah. a lot hinted of hinted at, at yeah. directly referenced, but not an explanation that that is definitively why those two survived. Yeah. Um, Okay, so the ending we've already kind of touched upon. As I roll my eyes. Yes. Because it doesn't so, end. Anyway. So, we'll go to mechanics. Oh, she's a good writer. And I, again, I took a writing class from her, and I yeah. did it. Uh, uh, full disclosure, the only reason why I even suggested we take that was so that you would take it. Because I knew <laughs> you would, I yeah. knew you would enjoy taking it. Yeah. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't fully... She was uh, lazy with the class. I wasn't fully committed to the class. Um, I literally was taking it so that you would take it because I didn't think you would take it on your own at that time. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what we were talking about. Mechanics. Mechanics. Oh, she's a good writer. She is a very good writer. Um, Funny, visually descriptive. Yep. Aware of not tone and, and pacing and, and, you know, she knows exactly how she's plotting out the book as far as the hitting the beats within, yeah. within a fantasy book. Um, her beats being a, just because the difference I know between yeah. typical beats and, and what she teaches and what she writes, not as many beats as say, if you took writing classes when I did in, in high school and, yeah. and then college. Um, not quite a hero's journey. Not quite. Taking that nine to twelve yeah. down to five. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I like the five. Yes. The five for a writer is easier to write to. You're you're not you're not so in your own head as far as. I think even for a reader, the five is kind of critical. You do get to the point with the nine sometimes or the twelve, and it's like, okay, I guess this was that, and I guess that was that, but like, I think I think for people who are into this sort of thing. It is a good way to distinguish between high fantasy and fantasy. Or literary. Literary and, and I'm writing for the masses. The masses. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a good way to break it down yeah. instead of having all of the beats hit. Because I don't think pop culture books require the nine beats. No, no. I think we all are used to a hero's journey and so therefore it, it is a easy structure mm -hmm. to visualize. But I think really in a pop culture sense, we we've, Rebecca's diminished it down to five five beats and that's yeah yeah pretty solid and i think she said she learned that those five beats in a class if i yeah. remember correctly when we took it she had yeah she had learned it in a class but yeah because we were taking her uh like she had to design a class yeah. for her class yeah so 
But yeah, good mechanics. Really well written. Yeah, easy, smooth. It's it, it it some of these some of these writers of books that we've read where I've I've not been as taken with. It's because the writing isn't smooth. Yeah. Um, oh, and she's good at dialogue. So many people are not good at dialogue. Oh, dialogue is definitely her best thing. Yeah, she is good at dialogue. She, they cut each other off. They don't finish sentences. They they um get they get lost in their own thoughts to where yeah. they it's the conversation starts in one point and then all of a sudden we're off talking about something else, which is so natural. It's how actual conversations take place. But so hard to write. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're thinking about where you need that conversation to go that you forget that there needs to be a natural flow to that point yep. of the conversation. Yep. No, you should spell you should read Can't Spell Treason Without T. It is hilarious and the dialogue is even better. I, I intend to. I'm yeah. I'm deep into other Pierce Brown. She you I am Pierce oh, Brown. deep into Pierce Brown right now. But yes, and dialogue my... is probably like the best thing about and it's one of the hardest things. It is, it is. And it's one of the better things uh that Rebecca does. Yeah. So, yeah. What about predictability? I would say I found it very predictable, but n- not because, you know, we have this conversation all the time. Yeah. Is it predictable in a good way or a bad way? It's not predictable in a bad way. Yeah. However, Leon, out of left field. I knew something was wonky about him. Yeah. Because it was too easy. Uh, Nick's liked him too smoothly i don't want to say too much because there was not she needed him too much yeah he was too much of what she needed yeah and at first you're like thinking okay but that's a character trait not not a flaw he he is working a system he he he's doing what he needs to do yeah um and providing her with what she needs in order for him to get from her what he wants mm-hmm. um and god that's beautifully written because mm-hmm. th- again another thing i don't even know if i've ever written read anybody write that sort of thing so well to where you can look back on it and go oh very rarely yeah i might have there's been maybe one or two characters where i've been like the betrayal has been strong enough that i was like holy shit yeah, yeah. um but it definitely is a smoother you can't predict it. Yeah. Um, but then you think about it and you're. She stretched and this whole bed rattled. rattled it yeah. was awesome. And it's funny because she's only. She's like eight pounds. Eight pounds. She's tiny. Anyway. <laughs> but yes. No. The, the, it's almost you could trust the rest of the predictability that when the unpredictable came, you were so well settled into the predictability yep. that you couldn't. Yeah. Now you can't trust anything. Yeah. And it makes yeah. you question everything. Also, I mean, part of it is is deliciously unreliable narrator. This is really from Nix's point oh, of view. Oh, yeah. And but, however, unreliable narrator in in the fact that as a reader, I know they're an unreliable er- er- narrator. I know she has PTSD. Yeah. I know she she isn't seeing things from the right perspective. That's how you do unreliable narrator well. Yeah. The reader should know. It shouldn't be that I'm going through this thinking everything is is wonderful and valid. And, and then, then all of a it. sudden, I don't know what the fuck's going on. And no, it, it I should get feel, to the point. I shouldn't feel violated yeah. that the narrator was um, unreliable. I should know. 
a good unreliable narrator is when you have that moment where you go, oh, I knew better. I knew, I knew better. You, I knew better. And you question whether they should have known better. And then, yeah. then if it's really well done, which this is, you go, okay, no, wait a minute. She was traumatized by what happened. Yeah. We know now what happened. Yeah. We know to the extent that it happened. And we know that it wasn't what she thought it was. Yeah. Suspected it all along that she didn't know what really happened? Of course. Yeah. Because we have two characters that we're meant to engage in here. Yeah. So we've got to wait until it's presented to us what the actual... Yep. But... Did we get what actually happened or did we just get Kess's perception of what mm-hmm. perception of what happened, which is how life is. Yeah. We don't have an omniscient person telling us what actually happened in life. Everything is perception. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, no, she's she's an exceptional writer. I can see why she's gotten two book deals. Yeah. Um. Not meaning sold two books, but she had a book deal at one point. No, no she's. Then she pulled out of it, went independent, and now she's gotten got another, another book, book deal, deal again. Yeah, off of what's already been published. Yeah. So then emotional reaction. And I'm kind of moving as quickly because I got to eat. Your food will be done soon. If yep. everyone's going, wow, this one's going fast. It's because there's only well, two Well, yeah. And there's only two of us. And, and we don't have the person who doesn't like it here to to fight what we're saying. Yeah. Um, what was it again? Emotional reaction. reaction. Um, when Leon betrayed, I want him redeemed. That was an emotional reaction for me. I'm like, dude. But I think we're going to find out later that this government is actually in the bad and not the other government. I think we're going to find that Leon's perspective on this is actually the more accurate perception. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think we're also going to find out our God, this God is the good God and their God is the bad God. And if, if man, if she pulls that off, that is going to be beautiful where yeah. you have both sides right, right and, and both, both sides, sides wrong. Mm-hmm. It's going to be beautiful. Drew <laughs> looked up like, what? what? Both sides. Yes. Um, I did not put your face near his face. He's yeah, no, I, himself. I, yeah, I just went there. I didn't touch him. But no, I, I, and I think, I think after having read this book, she is good enough to pull it off. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's beautiful. That's, mm-hmm. that's some beautiful stuff. Um, so yeah, good emotional reactions on it. And I will say, cause you didn't mention it. I also, I was worried that Kess was going to succumb and fully succumb. I, there was a moment where I was like, I'm like, I know this is for main characters, their love interests. And in theory, but again, originally it was ticketed as horror. And I was like, is she not? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't. I didn't go there. I didn't think she would ever fully succumb. I was, um, I want to say irritated that, that succumbing to this was, was like so immediate and so hard. And then it didn't quite come across as immediate and as, as hard with her. I think she's got a God in her brain, just like, um, uh, Nyx does. Mm -hmm. And I think, it may be the same God. It may be a different God. We'll find out. And I think that's what got her through it. We don't know yet. That's yeah. my speculation on the future. Um, so, no, I, I, did, I was not surprised. I did not. I, I, I had moments of concern. Yeah. Um, I think I also had moments of concern of, like, was Holly going to be okay long enough for her to be able to actually do the surgery? Was Yeah. Yeah, there was little bits like that. But yeah. 
I don't know. I like the I story just, had to resolve, so yeah. I knew I knew things were going but it, to. But it didn't end. Okay, let me <laughs> rephrase that I'm goddamn kidding. sentence. <laughs> Events had to resolve, so certain characters yeah. had to live. Yeah. Ramona gutted me. She sacrificed all. She was an older lady. I related with her. I appreciated her doing her goddamn job, even though the whole <laughs> bloody ship was falling down around yeah. her. And she just stayed in that room and transferred calls. <laughs> There's nobody there, but okay. <laughs> uh, you know what? I feel like that was like the most Titanic moment of the entire yeah, thing. Yeah, because there the were certain people. The certain people who went. I have nothing else to do. I'm going, I'm going to, to die. Mine. So I'm, I'm going to do, do my, my job. job. Yeah. Um, God, we're not related at all. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, um, so yes, I had strong emotional reaction. I wouldn't. So Californian these days. Yeah. Strong emotional reaction, but nothing like Red Rising is hitting me. <laughs> nothing like Red Rising. I don't, I don't think anything mm. has gotten that close in decades though, in terms of oh. Red Rising. No. So I, I think it's like almost unfair timing. I think it might've had a slightly stronger emotional reaction, yeah. but like when you have something. But the nice thing was as smooth as, as, um, Kess's writing or Kess's, mm -hmm. uh, Rebecca's writing is Piers is, is that smooth also. So yeah. I was able to just kind of smoothly, smoothly go, let's find out if this is any good. A Allie just brought me a drink. Oh, that's good. We had to, uh, and she got the glitter. It's got, mm. um, we had to use a different alcohol. So it's, it's got whiskey in it instead of, Oh, um, okay. Is but, it a warm uh, drink or a cold drink? It's cold. Oh, interesting. So yeah, it's good. Nice. Mm. Anyway. Alrighty. Uh, readability we've kind of touched on. Mm. That's what I was just talking yeah. about. Very readable. readable. Yeah. She is a very good writer. I, um, yeah, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a long read. Nope. Nope. You get through but, it pretty fast, but not a, like, it's not super quick. There, there's some good points where you can start and stop and come back yeah. to and stuff. Um, yeah, I'm so hungry. Like, I yeah, just, yeah. Like, <laughs> our last one is style. I've only read her one book, so. This is another one of those ones we I and I never complain about it. Yeah. Um I suspect she has style. I suspect if she I does. read another book by her, I would I, feel the, her the the conversational parts, the banter, mm -hmm. that's very, very like I can I could probably pick out like her her conversations. Her conversations. Um I think and it's just perfectly valid. Her she has a niche of, of lesbian relationships and mm -hmm. i think they are organic i can recognize them um there's always one that's a little bit more stoic than the other one there's always does that have alcohol in it no okay <laughs> she knows better let's just make it sure <laughs> thank you ali it's very good just the apple cider and then the caramel and sugar rim perfect <laughs> it's very good thank you thank, thank you. you um in fact, the sugar is exactly what it needed to sweeten up the mm -hmm. apple cider. Um, she she does have a style. Okay. And it interestingly enough, even though she has done different genres, again, cozy fantasy versus science fantasy thriller, mm -hmm. that's two very 
yeah, different. different things. But she's got solid world building where she doesn't give you too much but too little. Um, conversations are hilarious. Her secondary characters always are so organic and so interesting. They're just as interesting as the main characters. So yeah, no, she's definitely got a style. Yeah. Um, so this was a really quick episode because we were trying to get it under 50 minutes and it's 40 minutes. So I don't know if there's anything else that we've missed. No, I don't think so. I hope I would like this book to become viral on TikTok. I think I think somebody needs to start talking about the fact that it has the spice that people want. Yeah. Um so that it can. It unfortunately as weird as this is lesbian spice doesn't always translate doesn't draw the book talkers in because they like their men um i'd say these two women are hard ass enough that you don't need the man <laughs> and i don't mean that in a sexual way i mean, mean that, that in it a, added like personality yeah. wise and yeah. you have great secondary male characters yeah that are well written yeah it just like i don't it actually had the weird thing of the the it came out in June, which was the month that yeah the came ship out at the same time that the ship they're in the freezer out here because they wouldn't fit in the freezer in there. No, no worries. Um, but the the submersible with the millionaires yeah imploded yeah. Well-timed with a ship full of British people. And almost, almost kind of referenced, but not referenced in the book. The book came out before it. I know, but that's what I'm saying. She talked about implosion. Yeah. And, and the effects and about how, and and I'm I'm not going to get into the details. I'm not going to say the details because we do know that the actual events happened. So we're not going to. Hey, no, no. But. Don't yell at a cat. We almost made it through an entire episode without you yelling at a cat. <laughs> Brogo, behave. Um, but almost, almost yeah. described exactly. But probably because she did talk to people and say what would happen if you were no, very that much deep under was, the ocean. Yeah. yeah. And so made the reference. Um, it was... It was strange timing. Strange, well, it's strange timing, and to read it to go, oh, ooh, ooh, what you just described, ooh, um, a little too real. Yeah. In a fantasy book. But yeah, I I felt bad for her when that happened because she had to have just gone, shit, do I pull this? Do I do I not have it? Well, it had already been out for two weeks when it happened. Okay. Yeah. So it had happened a while. It was more, it was almost amusing because she was just like, I did not mean to put that energy out into the universe kind <laughs> yeah. of attitude. Because yep. uh, she handles things so entertainingly. If you don't follow her, you definitely should follow her on TikTok. Um, if you're ever interest, interested in the industry, she's really great at discussing yeah. the ins and outs of the industry and like what to kind of And she has done independent publishing she has done traditional publishing she has done hybrid publishing so if you're wanting if you're a writer and you're wanting information about all of that she is a really good um source source of of just information Mm -hmm. um 
and does it hilariously like there's and does it honestly she, yeah she's she's not paid by anybody to say anything in a, any particular way yeah um so she doesn't fall into oh this is the only way to go yeah and fully recognizes that there are Multitude many options depending on many who you are paths to publication yeah um which i love yes because there are many paths to publication you don't have to just get published by a traditional publisher and that is no longer a clout in the world yeah all right well if you enjoyed this uh kim and i will be doing 24 days of why did i agree to this christmas horror short stories they shipped by the way oh cool um the other one comes out next week the 24th but like if you want to hear more of just the two of us talking about things, that's that will be happening. Sarah opted out of that because we failed no, her in the last couple of years when it comes yeah, to Christmas and horror. And she didn't want to read a, a story every night. She didn't yeah, want to read or, a short story yeah, every, every couple of weeks. Yeah. Or every couple of days, I mean. Yeah. Um, But that will be happening. So if you enjoyed this, definitely you know keep your eye out for that. That will start December 1st. And don't worry, we don't agree on everything. We rarely agree on everything. <laughs> um... On that note, our intro and outro music is by Grant Newman and is called The Battle of the Nile from Epidemic Sound. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to Book Pile Banter on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, or whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms, such as Instagram or TikTok. You can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter. You can support us on bookshop.org. <laughs> Our link is available via our social media. You can email us at bookpilebanter at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you.